Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, that was Musky Master Jim Dembeck talking a little salmon. And uh, we'll be back after uh, these messages. Half hour to go, guys. Welcome back to the Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. I'm Dan Bush. Uh, thanks for joining us this, uh, us, joining me this morning. Well, us, we got Sam I am there. Thanks to uh, our guests that we've had so far today, Al Shook, uh, Jim Dem- Dembeck, Pete Stoltman, Woody, Troy Woody Woodrow. And uh, I, f- I f- forgot to mention, you know, Jim Dembeck has been a long time. He was a guide out here. He's been here fishing and, and been a guide for many years. And um, I, 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 I'm not sure if he's still guiding, but if anybody is interested in fishing uh, with him, I could try and get in contact and see if he'd, uh, if he's, uh, if he's still doing it and would be willing because uh, he catches a lot of muskies. He knows Pewaukee Lake better than he knows his own front yard. Uh, but speaking of uh, knowing their own uh, Pewaukee Lake, we got another uh, premier angler on the line, Mr. Paul Mahalik. How you doing, Paul? Good morning, Dan. How you doing? I'm doing good. Now, you know, we talked to you, you know, throughout the, you know, throughout the year here. And, and I know you uh, said you'd had that uh, rotator or shoulder surgery and so forth. So uh, what's the scoop? Have you been able to get out chucking baits for muskies again yet? Or are I, you gonna start? Uh, I am. Uh, I have not uh, fished. I haven't picked up the bigger rod and baits yet. I've been uh, just using the smaller stuff. Tomorrow is going to be uh you know, with the rainy weather coming in, uh, I am starting uh, my muskie deal tomorrow. Okay, okay. So you'll be doing the muskie fishing, and I know you like to do the uh, uh, the fall sucker bite as well, and is and in which in which maybe that's the one to go to right now. You know, if you don't want to kill yourself chucking baits, why not just let the suckers do the work for you there, Paul? Especially, yeah, when the water starts cooling down, the suckers are a lot easier to keep alive and. It's it's hard for those muskies sometimes to re- resist one of those suckers. Did you hear the show early, earlier today when we were talking to Troy and they they were actually they're actually using brook trout up there uh, for live bait along with the suckers? No, I did I didn't catch that. Yeah, it's wow. kind of crazy. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. Apparently, 
there was uh, kind of a shortage of suckers last year. So then uh, they made a deal. The DNR said, okay, you can use, they got brook trout and you have to get them through the, through the game, you know, wherever they, whatever you call it, where they, the hatchery, whatever. And you got to get a, keep your receipt with you. And uh, yeah, so they've actually been using some, some brook trout, which sounds kind of crazy, but uh, apparently, Apparently it's working. You just got to make sure that uh, you follow all the legalities on it. But uh, how about as far as uh, have you done any other fishing then other than the muskie fishing all throughout this summer? Oh, sure. I've been out probably five days a week, but uh, just casting, you know, spinning reels with jigs. And, you know, we've been catching, uh, you know, panfish with walleyes, uh, get occasional northern, plenty of bass. And uh, so it's... uh, you know, some days are better than others. Uh, you know, it's been a little inconsistent lately, but that's going to all change now with these falling uh, temperatures that we're going to be getting. So what what lakes have you been targeting, let's say, for bass? I've been fishing. I, I fished a little on Delavan, but I've been fishing uh, the Madison chain quite a bit. I've been out to Rock Lake a few times, Winnebago. Um, but uh, probably... Over 60% of the time, 70% of the time on the Madison train. Okay, okay. And now, you do a lot of pan fishing as well, correct? I do, I do. If Because I, I get a lot of people that I take muskie fishing, and they'll, they'll always inevitably mention that they want to take some kids fishing or, you know, just do some fun fishing, and they'll ask if, you know, I have any idea, you know, for pan fishing. Uh, just for some of our listeners, just in this kind of, you know, southeastern Wisconsin area, what lakes and when would you suggest for panfish? Oh, boy. Uh, I know that's, it, throwing, it starts, I, I know that's yeah. throwing a big question at you. Yeah, it, 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 all, it all starts uh, after the ice goes out. And generally, I was in the, in the boat uh, about the 15th of March this year after the ice went out. So... It's just a slow transition. And that water in March is very cold, so it's small bobbers, ice fishing jigs with spikes or waxworms, real small presentation. As that water gets closer to that 50-degree mark, you can up your size on your, on your baits a little bit. And then uh, once it gets uh, you know, pretty close to 55, then you can actually start flinging jigs and, and catch uh, fish doing that, too. And then the same thing in the fall, once that water starts cooling down a little bit, those fish get a little more lethargic, and, and, and they don't want to move a lot of time, so you vertical fish them or uh, bobber fish them. But generally in the fall, after the, you know, after the turnover and stuff, a lot of those fish will be in uh, some of the deepest water on the lake. So as far as, as, far as lakes, uh, from, from talking to you in the past, it's pretty much Mendota, for big bluegills, I heard good things about Monona this year, and you and I got a bunch of crappies on Wabisa years ago. Correct. Yeah, those those lakes in Madison are all good. You know, for for uh, for quantity, uh, for the bluegill fishing, it's probably Monona. There's a lot of and they're, and they're nice fish, really thick fish. But if you know you're looking to, to say, you know, these people talk pound bluegills all the time. Uh, you really want a legitimate shot at a pound bluegill, then you go fish uh, Lake Mendota. You don't catch many, but they're, you know, they're beautiful fish. Hey, I was, uh, uh, yeah, go ahead. And I say nine, you know, nine times out of 10, when we catch those, you know, it's, 
you know, uh, it's early, earlier in the summer and it's before the spawn or slightly after the spawn. And, and we release probably 95% of those re- real big bluegills we get and, and keep the, you know, the seven and a half to, to eight and a halfs for the table. And on Mendota, that's sort of hard to do sometimes because those bluegills out there, they, they run a little bigger than, uh, average a lot of times. So I was talking to uh, Tommy, uh, Tom Neubauer, you know, he uh, called and was talking to us, and he mentioned he was on uh, Oconomowoc, I believe he mentioned, which I'm really surprised. Normally Tom is all about its Lake X, and he won't, you know, share which lake. But he got some, I guess, nine-and-a-half-inch bluegills. He got some big ones out there, I think, with his son. And I was reading an article in a magazine a while ago, and it said some kind of a, some kind of uh, deal where a DNR biologist said you've got a one out of I don't know how many thousands chance it's 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 like winning Powerball of catching a 10-inch bluegill uh, in most Wisconsin lakes. And I want to ask you, what's been your experience? Because uh, I don't think I've ever got a 10-inch bluegill. I, I'm guessing if anyone has, you have. It's uh, I tell people it's like. Uh almost like catching a 50-inch muskie or a 10-pound walleye. And many years ago, when I worked at GE, there was a guy that came came back to work the next day, and he uh, was telling people he was out on Lake Nagawicka with his wife, and he caught 22 10-inch bluegills. And I called him out on it immediately. I said, I've been fishing, you know, panfish for over 50 years. I said, I back then, I, I said, I caught probably 50 in my lifetime. And you're telling me, in four hours of fishing, you caught, you know, 50% of the 10-inch bluegills I caught in my lifetime. I said, and I fished Nagawicka, you know, back in the 70s for ice fishing and open water. And, and there's beautiful fish in there, but you're not going to catch 22 10-inch bluegills. You know, you're, they're, the, the running size out there is, you know, seven and a half to nines. And, and most of them are like around eight inches. And, they're, and they're, there's nothing wrong with the eight-inch fish. They're beautiful fish. Oh, yeah, I, I agree with you. Yeah, well, you know, people tend to exaggerate, I guess. Oh, uh, they, hey. they do. And 10-inch blue, and, and that's so true, you know, it is uh, it is almost like winning the lottery. That you, you, don't catch, you don't catch many, and I probably in my lifetime, and I'm 65 now, I probably caught, you know, maybe 60, maybe 70 of them. And, and, those, are, and those are rare fish, and, uh, and you got to let those big, big ones go when you catch them because that's the – you know that that's the genetics of the of the big bluegills. You know, years ago, I remember Paul. One of the kids who worked at the muskie shop actually did catch an 11-inch bluegill off the pier. I saw it. I think he went and got it mounted. Uh, although I think they'd been feeding that one minnows all summer long. Well, for several years, I think they'd been feeding that bluegill. But yeah, it really is rare. And and real quick, we got one minute. Um, when I fished with you. Uh, I noticed a lot of guys fish with cheap little, you know, rods and reels for panfish, but you like to go with some pretty good high-quality equipment, longer rods, uh, line. Can you tell us real quick what your setup is? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I tell people this all the time. Yeah, and not that you have to go out. If you, if you don't fish as much as guys like me and you do, you don't have to get the super high-end stuff. But you want to get yourself a, a good quality rod and reel. Uh, and longer the better. Now, you know, musky fishing's come a long way from back in the 70s where we started with the five, five-and-a-half-foot rods, and it's the same with panfish. Now, 
for my bobber fishing, I got 11-foot rods in the boat. So on a windy day or you got a little slack in your line, you can pull up that 11-foot rod and still catch the fish. And you want to reel with, a, you know, a, a long-skirted spool on it. It makes the line come off a lot easier. And, uh, and a good quality line. And I've been using high-vis line for many years now simply because, uh, well, my eyes are getting a little worse every year, but you can see, you know, the, the fluorescent green or the yellowish, you can see that twitch in the line and, uh, and catch those fish. And a lot of people say, think, you know, uh, you have to, you know, put a fluorocarbon, you know, lead on. And sometimes you do if the water is super clear. However, it's all in the presentation. You, you present them something that looks good. They're, you know, Unless they're in a neutral mood, they're gonna they're gonna chomp on it. Hey, I have uh, since I fished with you, Paul, and we're gonna be running to break in a second here. But I have gone to the uh, to that uh, to the uh, solar line for pan fishing. Filled it up, like it a lot. So that was a good tip. So anyway, we've been talking to Paul Mahalik. and uh, Paul, what's your phone number if somebody wants to get together and do a little bit of guided fishing in the area? Sure, four one four five two zero zero five four two. Okay. Well, thanks for joining us, Paul. Good luck with the shoulder, and uh, hopefully you get some big lunges this fall. Hopefully so. Take it easy, Dan. All right. Take care. You've been listening to Skibber Buds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We'll be back for the final segment. Skibberbuds Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant, Coleman Insect Repellent. I'm Danny Bush, Shingle Street, white wealthy landowner from Douglas County and slightly crazy. Uh, I want to thank all our uh, people that have uh, called. We had some great inter- interviews today. Maybe I'll be like uh, Jim Rome used to do and he'd always go, that was a great interview. Great interview. Well, I've been fortunate. We had, I think we had some good interviews. Uh, thanks, uh, Troy Woody Woodrow, uh, Al Shook. Uh, we had Pete Stoltman, uh, Musky Master Jim Dembeck, Paul Mahalik, and soon we'll, we will be talking to Dennis Royce. Uh, we will get into more hunting stuff next week. Uh, I also wanted to call and get a report from our good friend Tilke uh, up on uh, Smokies on the Bay. I guess some, some action's starting to pop up there, but uh, we'll hopefully we can talk to him next week. He's always gracious and willing to talk. But make sure you do stop in there and see them. Find out how the walleye and muskie bites been. Tell them uh, you heard about them on uh, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Uh, it's been good fishing this. Uh, one thing about the COVID, folks, is it's got more and more people in the outdoors. And uh, I'm, I'm hearing about a lot of record fish have been caught throughout the country. Maybe it's just because more people are out there targeting uh, them. Uh, in California, I guess, on the Sacramento River, uh, Record salmon was caught in Florida, big flathead catfish, 70-pounder was caught. Um, In uh, South Carolina, I heard about three record fish. Uh, These are ocean fish, a skipjack tuna, which was 28 pounds, snowy grouper, 35 pounds, and a golden tilefish. I don't see how heavy that was, but these are fish I have no idea about, but record fish are being caught both inland and on the ocean. Uh, but we're going to keep it inland now. We're going to go back up north there, eh? And we got Dennis Royce, our Boulder Junction connection. Good morning, Dennis. Good morning, Dan. The man, how you doing? Doing good. Doing good. Uh, living the dream, man. You really got to thank the Lord for our blessings and the fact that uh, we got our health. We can get out there. We can enjoy hunting, fishing. And, and you live up there in God's country. Yes, we do. And I enjoy it. And it's 
been a beautiful weekend coming up, and and uh, fishing has been pretty good. Walleye fishing's picking up. Water temperatures dropping down. I think we dropped about eight or nine degrees now this last week with this cooler weather moving in. So uh, it's uh, picking up the walleye action. In fact, it's improving the walleye action. And bass and uh, bass fishing has been good most of the summer and is good right now. And muskie action has been real good. They're getting some nice fish right now, and that's going to get better between now and October. So we're looking forward to some good fishing. And you were right. We were talking. You were talking earlier about the fact that there's a lot of people fishing, and I see a lot of a lot of boats up here and a lot of people. And we have one particular landing on our lake not too far from town is Trout Lake, and it has a north Trout Lake and a south. In the north landing, I have never seen packed so full of cars and boats and trailers where they were parking on the road. It's just unbelievable this year, the amount of people getting out. And I think you're right, it's about this COVID thing. Well, I think one nice thing about fishing is you can go out in a boat and by golly, I, I don't think you need to wear a mask. Call it a hunch. I, can you imagine seeing a guy by himself out in a boat, middle of the lake, wearing a mask? What's he going to do, spread COVID to a seagull or something? I don't know. So. No, you're right. You're, I'm sorry. You're right, uh, Dan. And in a boat, you get, there's plenty of fresh air, and, and uh, it's the atmosphere is, is different up here. And you're right. I don't see people, in, and I haven't seen anybody in a boat with a mask on, but but, uh, you know, you got to be uh, careful and use common sense no matter what you're doing, uh, especially with what's going on right now. Hey, what are the – you mentioned water temperatures earlier. Now, out here on Pewaukee, I had about 75 degrees this week. What exactly do you have there, thereabouts? Well, we were at last uh, – a little over a week ago, we were between 72 and 74 degrees. And right now we're down to between 62 and 64 degrees. So anywhere from 8 to 10 degrees, it's dropped this last week. We had a cold front move through, uh, like you did, with some storms and rain. But it cooled down, and our temperature last night, uh, the last couple of nights, have been in the 40s, high 40s, and down to 41 one night. And that's starting to cool the water off, and uh, at least the surface temperature. And uh, it's getting those fish to move, and we're starting to get some pretty good walleye action, which is basically jigs and minnows or plastic or jigs and, and night crawlers leeches are pretty much done for this time of the year up here anyway we are uh, we're talking to dennis royce our boulder junction connection and uh you know before we got about a minute left and uh, then we're gonna go but uh i would say you should uh up in your area fall would be a great time to go up there and visit i'm guessing yes Dan, and i tell you believe it or not uh at the end of the month, we're probably going to be at peak color up here, or close to peak color, and it's already starting. So, you know, I it's, I hate to see summer leave, but yet we have a beautiful fall, and, and the colors are, are spectacular, especially going to be this year with all the rain we had. So I'm, gotcha. I'm, I'm sure we're going to get a lot of people touring up here, and, and obviously the fishing is going to be nothing but getting better as time goes on. Hey, man, sitting on a little flat calm 300-acre lake, hearing shotgun shot blasts off in the background, grouse hunters, and looking at the, the reflection of the colored trees in the water, waiting for a big muskie to hit a sucker, doesn't get any better than that, buddy. You got that right, Dan. And someday I'm going to get you up here. We're going to be able to listen see that. So, well, if you get that, the guy that works with you, too, bring him along. All right. All right, Dennis, thanks for calling. We'll talk to you next week, my friend. Thanks, Dan. We'll keep in touch. All right. Well, folks, 
Thanks for being with me this morning. That's all I got. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to Skibber Buds, Cutting Edge Outdoors. Hey, go out and share some love today. Do something good for someone else. You'll feel better. You'll make our world better. We'll talk to you next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.